Welcome to 2A2B or not 2A2B. We continue gynecology uh, and we're going to talk about ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Ovarian cancer? Different types? Is that what you want to say? Um, tell me about uh, super common, not super common. Quite common. Mm, the sixth most common. I'd yeah. say that's sort of a plum average. Sixth most common cancer in females, but the leading cause of death from gyne- Ooh, excuse me, the leading cause of death from gynecological malignancy, as it commonly presents, why, why is it the leading Late. cause? Yeah, so um, leading cause of death from gynecological malignancy as it commonly presents at an advanced stage. Tell me, we've sort of touched on it before, but tell me some features, ultrasound findings suggestive of malignant a malignant mass. So size. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily, but yeah, we have learned that that is, yes. Like papillary inclusions? Projections. Projections. <laughs> um, septations. Yes. Um, well, what about the septations? Lots of them. <laughs> Thick or irregular Thick. walls yeah, of septi. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, neural nodules. Thank you. Um, and sort of similar to that, but not necessarily mural. They're solid components. Solid component. okay, mm-hmm. uh, and then there are another two, which I wouldn't necessarily... Vascularity. Oh, yeah? Tell me. Very vascular. High flow on colour. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Um, and then the other ones, is if there's ascites. Uh, sort of makes sense. Lovely. Um, now, obviously we're reading from Crack the Core, but uh, Mandel has a little bit about these, which makes this, the crack the core, then make a bit more sense to me. Great. Yeah. So um, you've got four histological subtypes of an ovarian neoplasm. Okay, yeah. You've got epithelial neoplasms. You've got germ cell. Yeah. Sex cord stromal and mets. And then what he talks about in crack the core are the subtypes then of epithelial ones. Okay. Okay. So like think about epithelial you've got germ cell. Epithelial, germ cell tumors, sex so germ cell tumors are uh, the um it's a teratoid, a yeah. dermoid, um, and then struma ovarii, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about because he mentions yes. that here. And then sex called stromal tumors are the he then talks about like the fibromas. Uh, that's a bit benign. They're benign, okay. but they're neoplasms. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it's in here. I think yeah. that's why it makes more sense. So that's a sex cord mm. stromal tumor that includes fibromas, thecomas, and fibrothecomas. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So then those four histological subtypes within that first category, which is epithelial yeah. neoplasms, yeah. are further subtypes yeah. serous mucinous and endometrioid yeah um which we can now talk about yeah <laughs> i don't think he talks about endometrioid but we'll move on he does talk about the serious mucinous and oh no maybe not anyway oh, sorry. there's a third a bonus third for you yeah. so um oh a little bit more from crack the core about kind of over overarching things yeah. so think cancer if we talked about the ultrasound findings yeah. but that's like when you're looking yeah, yeah. at the ovaries um, iota classification, thank you. Um, but think cancer if it's unilateral, complex cystic adnexal mass 
with thick septations and papillary projections. I mean, I feel like we, at this stage, yeah. if it looks bad, it's bad. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Agreed, agreed. Um, and then it can have some levels of necrosis as well. Something to know. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. So knee jerks he's got here. Okay. Um, if you've got multiple thin or thick septations, call the surgeon. Nodule with flow, call the surgeon. Solid nodules without flow. You get an MR to make sure it's not a dermoid plug. Do you remember what a dermoid plug is? It came under endometriomas? No. She says. Let me just check. Oh, yeah, it didn't. So it came under dermoids. Um, it can also be called something. An eponymous name. <laughs> Close enough. Rokitansky nodule. Um, and that is a hyperechoic solid neural nodule in a dermoid. Um, and that doesn't have flow. So you get an, uh, a solid nodule without flow. You get an MR to make sure it's not a dermoid plug in a dermoid. And if it's not a dermoid, then you call the surgeon. Happy? Yeah. So moving on to our subtypes of epithelial ovarian tumors. Serous. Also known as. So it's called serious, serious, serious. I think that dash is wrong. Oh, they're not called the same. No, in that it's either mucinous ovarian cystadenocarcinoma or serious ovarian cystadenocarcinoma or just cystadenocarcinoma. I mean, I think that does have that in front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this one is the wrong one. Fine. I'll move on. That's okay. Um, so serous tumours are the most common type of ovarian malignancy. Um, about 60% of them are benign. 15% are considered borderline. He does talk about it. Oh, yeah, perfect. I just remember you why, because that's the second comment. And I remember he said it. Oh, fine. <laughs> Very good. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. So we will talk about the three subtypes of <laughs> epithelial carcinomas. The first, serous, and I'm not saying all the other words. Um, most common type of ovarian malignancy, 60% are benign, 15% are borderline, and the rest are malignant. How many so is the rest? 70. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they do remove it because they don't biopsy it. Well, quite. So it's still a shit show. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have it cyst removed than have cancer agreed <laughs> um who gets them um age wise childbearing age no that's okay fertility yeah. a bit like the dermoids. yeah they favor women of childbearing age but the malignant ones tend to occur in older women if that makes sense they typically are unilocular yeah. with few yeah. septations thank you Fine. They're frequently bilateral. If they're bilateral, are they more... Less. Sorry? They're less worrying. Is that what you were going to ask? That is what I was going to ask. Um, they're frequently bilateral, especially when malignant. But that's really confusing because here we said one-sided. Or bilateral, but... Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, don't worry, don't panic. Um... Pillory projections are common, mm -hmm. which suggests malignancy. And if you see ascites, they have METs. 70% yeah. have 
peritoneal involvement at the time of diagnosis. That's miserable, isn't it? So miserable. Yeah. Um, moving on to our second subtype of epithelial ovarian neoplasms. Tell me. So this, these are the opposite to serious in that they have multiple septations and few capillary projections. Yes. Very nice. So it's often a large. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, so often a very large mass. Okay. They're typically multi-loculated, but the septa are often quite thin. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Papillary projections are less common. Thank you. Um, you can see low-level echoes from mucin. And who? what do these people get? What's the sort of consequence of this? Of mucinous? Yeah. Mucinous stuff elsewhere? Yeah. Where? <laughs> We've had this in a teaching before. Um... Classically, this comes from an appendix that's a mucin a appendix. Mucosal. 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 The way I'm thinking about it is in breast, the snowstorm, but I know it's not that. No, no, no. So you get something called pseudomyxoma peritonei. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, you get, um, it's like gunk yeah. everywhere and it causes this scalloping of the solid organs. Yeah. So along the it's liver, horrible. you yeah. get that classic axial yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, do you know a risk factor for this type of cancer? Smoking. Smoking. Mm. That feels quite sad, doesn't it? Um, and then tell me about our third type of... Epidermal. Thank you. Tell me. It's the second commonage. Yeah. And I feel like that's... How many of them are bilateral? Percentage. Mm -hmm. Just make a guess. 20. 15! So close! <laughs> I knew you'd do so well. Um, bilateral about 15% of the time. What do we need to know? How many women, percentage-wise, will have concomitant endometrial cancer? Quite a lot. A quarter. 25% of women. Um, the endometrial cancer is actually the primary and the ovaries are met. Yeah. Um, endometriomas. Those ones would present earlier. You would hope, because they'd get the bleeding and yeah. stuff, yeah. Endometriomas can turn into endometrioid cancer. I don't know what that means. Yeah, endometriomas. Which oh, yes, five. <laughs> Oh my god, how embarrassing. I'm like, I've never heard those words. <laughs> um, and then it says again, 15% are bilateral. They've said that twice. Fine. Uh, gamesmanship, there's a little box that says here. You've got over an ovarian mass and endometrial thickening. Yeah. What could it be? So it could be endometrial. <laughs> Endometrioid cancer of the endometrioma and ovary with a metastatic to ovary. Mm -hmm. Or, is that what you were asking? Mm. Oh, it could it fit? Oh, I have read this. Hmm. I feel like you told me about this earlier as well. I really have Maybe you didn't. Maybe I've dreamt that. Um, or you could have a granulosa theca cell tumour in the ovary causing your ovarian mass. 
but because it's making so much estrogen you've got endometrial thickening okay so that's quite a good one the reason why you think is because we're talking about the granular stuff oh yes yeah yeah fine (laughs) um and then he's got a little box about bfms for adults yeah useful to have a differential for uh in an adult and child he discusses the version in peds i hate how he doesn't write peds um for adults think about three main differentials for a bloody great big mass tell me ovarian mass which ones are going to be the biggest (laughs) <laughs> of the of the three we've spoken about, plump for two that are going to be the biggest. Oh, of the three types. Yeah, of the epithelial ones. Serious and yeah. delightful. Yeah, okay. uh, and then what else? There's one that's made like a desmoid. What it is, is a desmoid. desmoid. I don't know. Mm. I knew you were going to ask me that. Sorry. Um, it says here, remember Gardner syndrome, yeah. which I looked up earlier and I now can't remember. Same. But just... it's got lots of desmoids everywhere. Yeah. Also. I saw someone had reported a BFF yeah. today, and then I read this like that day. And I yeah. Was like, oh! But um, I don't know what it was. Well, let's have you looked it up. Let's learn what a desmoid is. Now we know what a hamartoma is. Yeah. I feel like it's revolutionary. <laughs> An abnormal growth that arises from. What have you seen? <laughs> I'm trying to take a picture. Sorry, keep reading, reading, reading. Uh, desmoid trim is an abnormal growth that arises from connected tissue. So that's actually quite useful. Say that again. What? <laughs> Sorry, I was actually, I was just not listening again. A desmoid tumour is an abnormal growth that arises from connected tissue, which is the tissue that provides... Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's um, silly. <laughs> connected tissue. Connected tissue tumour. So like a hamartoma is like a weird collection of whatever you're going on there. Of a certain type of tumor, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah. Um, a desmoid is a connective tissue wherever, yeah. causing an overgrowth. And they're the commonest um of the abdominal wall and typically appears homogeneously hypoechoic masses. They may have a similar appearance to muscle, may be lobulated and may show vascularity. Okay. So you can get absolutely bloody enormous desmoids. Fine. And what's our third differential? Sarcomas. Sarcoma scares me. I feel like it's an MSK, so I'm scared of it. Yes. Never. Okay, so those are our three epithelial uh, ovarian neoplasms. Yeah. Um, so we said that there were, we've spoken about um, teratoma slash dermoid cyst, which actually, you know, we said they were the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mandel says no. Yes, Mandel! Yeah. Tell, shall I tell you? Yeah. Uh, so, dermoid cysts are also called mature cystic teratomas. Technically, a teratoma contains all three primitive germ cell layers. Should be four. Terra, is that not four? I'm sorry, that really annoyed me. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, teratoma, 
all three primitive germ cell layers, while a dermoid may contain only two. That's the differential. Okay. But in general use, they're used they're interchangeably. The yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. But that's just our moment. Uh, so we've spoken about those. Um, what is a subtype of a teratoma that can be... Uh, I don't know why it's in the cancer no. section, but it is. Oh, Struma ovaria. Do you know anything about that? Do you remember anything about that? <sighs> so this is a really weird one. Yeah. And I I think it's going to become my new favourite one. Oh, great. Yeah, because it's so weird. Okay, great. Uh, so just remember this is my favourite. Mm -hmm. On imaging, mm -hmm. you get a multilocular, predominantly cystic mass with an intensely, in capital letters, enhancing solid component. Doesn't sound very exciting yet. <laughs> On MRI, the giveaway is very low T2 signal yeah. in the cystic areas, okay. which is actually thick colloid. Yes, I did read those. And why does it have colloid? Where else has colloid cysts? Oh, yeah, thyroid. The oh, yes! So we can present for the thyroid storm. So yeah. the question, if it's going to be stromovarian, they'll probably say the patient is... Yeah. So these tumours contain thyroid tissue. <laughs> Love that. Um, so these tumours contain thyroid tissue. Yeah. And even though it's very rare, the questions then will probably lead you to this diagnosis by telling you the patient is hyperthyroid or in a thyroid yeah. storm. Yeah. That's my favourite. Struma ovarii. You've got a thyroid in your ovary. Your what? Ovary. What is going on? Yeah. And for some reason, that is a um, that is a subtype of the teratoma. Oh, because it's got um, mature functioning thyroid tissue in it, I guess, yeah, from the endoderm or ectoderm primitive germ cell layers. There we go. So that's uh, all we're going to say about that second category of uh, ovarian neoplasms. The third category was the sex cord stromal tumours. Yeah. Tell me about this. Fibroma, thecoma and fibrothecoma. Okay. Tell me. I actually saw one. Well, I think I haven't checked my authorised report yet. <laughs> so it might be um, wrong. But essentially, it's the appearances of a fibroid in an ovary so T1 and T2 dark and normally variable enhancement, but normally enhanced yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. And that it's a benign finding. Yeah. Oh, and another <laughs> classical thing yeah. is that, uh, this is on MRI again, it has a band of T2 low signal around it, which you see in all four planes. Four planes? Four planes. <laughs> <laughs> Changing the space-time <laughs> continuum. <laughs> uh, Writing. Very nice. Calcifications common? Or not common? Ooh, I'm confused. I was going to say no. No, oh, calcifications okay. are rare. <laughs> Just messing with you. Uh, yes, exactly that. Ovarian fibroma is a benign ovarian tumour. Most commonly seen in middle-aged women. Okay. Um, the fibrothecoma thecoma spectrum has similar histology. Oh, yeah. It's very similar to a fibroid, ultrasound, hypercoke solid, MRI, T1, T2 dark with the band of T2 dark signal. Yeah, Calcifications are rare. The thecoma bit, mm. I think I did read that, does make it a little bit different. Okay. It's like, because thecoma equals cells, 
like slightly different. Okay. I can't remember. Oh yeah, here we go. Tumors containing fecal cells yeah. produce estrogen and may cause an endometrial carcinoma. Okay. So not yeah. totally benign. So they might, it's like all up to anything that's yeah. yeah, and things that are going to produce estrogen might cause endometrial cancer. That's yeah. standard, isn't yeah. it? Interesting. Um, so similar or related conditions i've got three similar or related conditions i know one yeah Meeks. tell me pleurofusion ascites and ovarian fibroma yeah. well a benign ovarian tumor okay. most commonly a fibroma okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's something called fibromatosis this is weird okay. so this is a zebra Oh, yeah, is it the, yeah. Is that separate? I thought it said something else. No, what he means by that is, um, but that old saying, when you hear hooves, you should think horses, not zebras. I've had to tell you that so many times. I think that's an English thing. I know, <laughs> but I always think that it's going to have a stripe in the appearance. No. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was reading it, and I was like, well, that doesn't sound stripey. <laughs> <laughs> you should go, like, the corner No, it's, yeah. like when you, it's like when you see something and you come up with the, like, you know when he's come up with causes of pancreatitis yeah. and someone says scorpion bite as their first like, no. thing and they're like no when you hear hooves think horses not zebras yeah so you say like gallstones yeah okay <laughs> that is so funny um so fibro- that thought- it's not a zebra <laughs> so fibromatosis you have tumor-like enlargement of the ovaries due to ovarian fibrosis typically this affects he says girls, I'd say women around the age of 25, um, which I think is mad. It, you then get a mental fibrosis and sclerosing peritonitis. And you get, um, so on MRI, you get, um, it, it's because it's fibrotic, it's dark on T1 and T2. Yes. And it's called a black garland sign because okay. you've got this like black. What's a garland? Uh, like a banner. Like a droopy banner. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like bunting. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like a garland. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says here the condition is benign and managed with surgical removal of the ovaries. I don't think surgical removal of your ovaries at twenty five is all that benign. But anyway, because I get told I've got something in my ovaries and then there's stuff in my peritoneum. I would freak out. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So anyway, that's one of the similar related conditions. Yeah. And then the third is something called a Brenner tumor. Any thoughts? Well, I remember the name. Do you? That's it. Okay. So this is an epithelial tumour of the ovary seen in women in their 50s and 70s, 50s to 70s. Why, why, why isn't it then in the... <laughs> no, you, you can ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's fibrous <laughs> and T2-dark. I don't know. Um, but unlike fibromas, calcifications are common. Oh, okay. Um, and then they've also got another name, these Brenner tumours. They can be called ovarian transitional cell carcinomas. Oh, yeah. And it says here, for the purpose of fucking with you. But I feel like I'm scared. What if here we call them ovarian transitional cells? Here? Maybe we do. And that sounds bad. Until you said the name of it, I was like, maybe it's like a benign entity. Yeah. It's badness, I think. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't mention it in Mandel's. Yeah, you look it up while I tell you about. So that's that one done. Yeah. That's our sex cord stromal tumours and their associations. Yeah. Um, and then our fourth type of ovar- ovarian neoplasm, do you remember? Mets. Mets, exactly. 
Um, Back. Hold on. What percentage of uh, malignant ovarian tumours are meds? Sorry, I was reading. That's okay, you can read. You read. Um, about brain tumours, yeah. they used to be called, originally known as a transitional cell tumour due to its histological similarity to the urethenium. Do you know in the urethenium you get transitional cells? Yeah. So it used to be called that because huh. it was similar, but obviously since probably patterns have evolved, yeah. it's now something different. Um, account for about three percent of ovarian epithelial neoplasms. So it probably should be an on epithelial yeah. neoplasm collection. It's our fourth, you know, I'm saying one, two, three. Yeah, sneak in a sneaky fourth. Fourth, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to metastatic disease to the ovary. Um, sorry. Yeah. What percentage of malignant ovarian tumors are metastases? Oh, hmm. quite a lot. It's actually lower than I thought it would be. It's only 10%. Oh, I was going to say 20%. Yeah, I was going to say like 80% would be Mets before ovarian uh, primaries, yeah. but no. No, I mean, no, correct. You think about, when you think about malignancies, where they go to, I would never... Yeah, ovary is quite odd, isn't it? Ovary. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Fine. Yeah. So 10% malignant ovarian tumours are Mets. Uh, the primary is most common from... GI stuff? Yeah. Oh, well, Among some others. Okay. Um... So GI, colon gastric, I'm yeah, including in that. that. Then what are the like two most common? Other gyne stuff? Oh, nice. well, yeah, one other gyne thing. You try. The other ovary. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then breast and lung. Why not throw them in there? Breast and lung always. They're always, yeah, exactly. Uh, so GI, contralateral ovary, and then breast and lung. Um, the most common look is bilateral solid tumours. That's interesting. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then tell me the particular tumour you want to you tell me. Um, that's GI tract yeah. to the ovary. And I've got an example for you. Oh, how nice. Mm, I hope I've still got it. Um, this actually says it's something slightly more specific. A Krukenberg tumour is an ovarian metastasis of a mucin-producing tumour, okay. typically gastric or colonic. Yeah, it can be colonic because I think one that I've heard of was appendix. Yeah, well, classic place mucin. for a mucin one. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Um, what's the time? What time are we on? Oh, God, I completely forgot. Sorry. Come on. 26. Okay, let's stop and we'll do a quick one on the extras. Perfect. Kind yeah. regards.